1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just
2: sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello! Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, it warms mm. my heart, the guests we have this week. Please mm. let everyone know who is joining us.
3: Get your cockles ready. She's a writer and comedian <laughs> who's worked on Superstore, Keenan, and happy ending to Jackie Clark. Yay! Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for thank doing you. this. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Jackie, are you a big fan of Christmas? <laughs>
4: Oh, I'm. Yes, I really? didn't realize that it was like super anti-Semitic to tell all your Jewish friends, like, don't you just miss the tree? Don't <laughs> you just you don't do Santa? Like, I had no. Idea. But that was how could my you love miss it
3: if you never had it, right?
4: <laughs> I guess, I guess, but you see it around, right?
3: Right, <laughs> it's in the zeitgeist.
4: It's are hard you, to
3: avoid. Are you a big decorator? Like, do you like to decorate for Christmas?
4: Oh, we're my husband and I are like psycho. Yeah. Like our entire garage is, he bought like a six foot nutcracker with a drum, but something was wrong with it. So we had to send it back. And I'm not kidding when I say it was 600 pounds and the UPS guy <laughs> was like, I have to take this where?" Like, we are relentless. We also, my husband and I maybe didn't have the best childhood. Mm. Um I remember as a child opening presents and I'm I'm the middle child of three and my stepmom normally it's like the kids just have a ton and my stepmom would be opening many 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 presents after all the kids were <laughs> done so
3: we're sure sure <laughs> my parents sometimes do that we'll have christmas like at my brothers but then my parents come over but they also bring over the presents they're giving each other and we're like mm-hmm. you guys could have done this at home yeah. You know, we're yeah. all dumb. My parents are still oh. giving each other gifts. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah this is. Private. And it's like a pair of gloves and like a silly little, like <laughs> oh, a silly little thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A a pillow with a saying. <laughs> Mo- <laughs> mostly little pills. Right. Yeah, it's,
4: it's, it's, yeah. Do you guys do a lot of
2: solid. lawn ornaments stuff, or is it all indoors?
4: It's both. So we okay. have, and then, uh, and then we also expanded on Halloween this year because of the pandemic. So you we went it. crazy. So we did some inflatables for Halloween. But yeah, we oh, it's outdoors. We hire someone to decorate our house because really it's beyond oh, know our that. capabilities. Oh wow,
2: um, you didn't ask for my resume, but okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a house on my street that still has Christmas decorations up in March. Like they go. That is
4: unacceptable. They have le-
2: well. They also have levels. Like they have. Like levels to it. Like by the time it gets to (laughs) July, like January, they take some stuff down, but there's still a lot of stuff there. And then for most of the year, it's mostly just like stars and angels, which you're like, I guess those are evergreen, but they definitely.
4: I understand it, but you want it to feel special. I'm kind of. My husband is pretty it's like the day after Thanksgiving, I feel like we start to decorate or right around then. And then mm-hmm. kind of the day after Christmas, it start, It all comes down. You don't wait through, New Year's? through New Year's? Some, actually, we do make it through New Year's, but I, he's like, as soon as it's done, it's, it's done. We're done with this.
2: I try to do right before New Year's, so that
3: like when you wake up on New Year's Day, you're like, okay, the slate is blank. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I think that's a good plan.
3: <laughs> that's harsh. <laughs> I do think it's very sad for like a Christmas tree with no presents, though. After it's had it's had a great run, and now it's meaningless. What's the point of <laughs> you it? You see the
4: needles. You see where like the like the detritus from like trying to scavenge for the presents. Yes, it doesn't. I just feel, see the
3: flaws. It's yeah,
4: it's a little bit like the one night stand. You're like, why are you still here?
3: <laughs> yeah, read the room. It's almost noon. Read Get the room. out.
4: It's over. <laughs> Get out. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, speaking of Christmas in July, we're talking about a Christmas movie in quotes. We're talking about White Christmas. John, what's the deal with White Christmas? Mark, let me tell you the deal with White Christmas.
2: It was directed by Michael Curtis, written by Norman Krasna, Norman Panama, and Melvin Frank with songs by Irvin Berlin. And singers Bob Wallace and Phil Davis join sister act Betty and Judy Haynes to perform a Christmas show in rural Vermont. There they run into General Waverly, the boy's commander in World War II, who they learn is having financial difficulties. His quaint country inn is failing. So what's the foursome to do but plan a Yuletide miracle? A fun-filled musical extravaganza that's sure to put Waverly and his business in the black. It stars Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, Vera Ellen, and Dean Jagger. It premiered on October 14th, 1954, and was the first movie to be shot using Paramount's new VistaVision process. It just Mm -hmm. means high resolution and a wider screen. It was enormously popular with audiences. It earned 30 millions, which is, as far as I can tell, would be close to like $300 million today, making it the top moneymaker of 1954 and the highest grossing musical at the time. Variety wrote, White Christmas should be a natural at the box office, introducing, as it does, Paramount's new VistaVision system with such a hot combination as Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, and an Irving Berlin score. The song Count Your Blessings Instead of Sheep was nominated for the Best Song Oscar, but it lost to three coins in the fountain. And that is the the one that was nominated. With White Christmas. Well, the song "White Christmas" was used, won the Oscar for the movie "Holiday Inn" a few years previously. Which White Christmas wasn't eligible.
3: problematic. Very problematic. And there's nothing wrong with White (laughs) (laughs) White Christmas. Uh, So, Jackie, we asked you to pick a movie. Why White Christmas? And why in July? Well, so I, you guys have done a lot of movies, True. and I want okay. So first
0: of you've all, I rewatched the it.
4: You've, mm. you've done most of the movies. Yeah, I rewatched it. It is not a good film. It's hmm. a bad film.
3: Oh no! <laughs> it's bad Why did you film. did you remember liking it?
4: So, uh, so when Sam, my husband, is from Indiana, his parents are very old; they're almost ninety. And so, when they visit, we have to watch things that are very like anodyne. I remember watching a version of a Christmas Carol. It's like a black and white version that um, it's like a British version, and oh, I remember Alistair, his. Sam? Yes, and his mom kept saying how. Attracted, she was to Scrooge. Wow, <laughs> which was uncomfortable for so many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but one of them was White Christmas, and I really love. Like I had this experience going to the uh, Liberace Museum when Go it was on. still mm-hmm, <laughs> in and I love things that are so gay but also just fabulous and like entertaining, but the gayness just like goes over people from the Midwest in a way they don't realize. Like I remember standing in the liberal John gets that complaint a
2: lot. (laughs) Even the Midwest, (laughs) Midwest women are constantly hitting on me.
4: I'm sure they are. You're very polite, you're well-groomed, I mean.
2: I always offer them a drink, somewhere to sit, yeah.
4: Oh, totally. Well, I told you that when, so my husband's from Indiana, this is very rude of me. But any anytime we travel to Indiana, I always say, can't wait to be one of the top 10 most attractive people in the entire state. It's <laughs> ungenerous. It's ungenerous and untrue, but it was more true years ago when I started saying it. But we watched, oh yeah, so it was at the Liberace Museum, I remember standing next to this guy and he just kept saying, like, just marveling at all these pianos and the, the ensembles, mm-hmm. and he was like... That guy was an entertainer <laughs> like that.
3: That's coded. <laughs> is that coded, that is maybe? Very coded. Does mm-hmm. he know? It's co- I, sw- I went to the Liberace, it's gone now. They, they tore it down. Very gone. But when no. I went, there was like two, it looked like two grandmas, two sisters or something. And they had like their grandson with them, like this 17-year-old kid who had no idea what was happening. But the <laughs> grandmas were delighted in every little nugget. The tour guy would say, there's like uh, thousands Svorsky crystals on that. And they'd be like, oh, my. Oh my God, like everything was a mind-bending revelation. He must have been strong to carry that case. Yeah,
4: so. Yeah. so we watched, like Christmas for the first time, and I will say there's some like really spectacular dancing in this. There's some yeah. spectacular yes. musical numbers. The story is terrible. The central love story is between Bing Crosby and Rosemary Clooney, and there is
1: no Zero chemistry, chemistry <laughs>
4: in there. No. I mean, none. Um, but it was wild watching it with my in-laws because I was like, do they know how gay this is? Like, do they know? <laughs> and they don't, obviously, and they're 90. And, but like, I like that it operates on these two levels. I wish it were better, though. Like, I wish it were a little, I mean, the story is really boring and it's a full two hours. It is it's
3: two, hours two hours levels. on the nose, yeah. There's on barely the any nose. credits. You can't even blame yeah. it on the end credits. No, 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 no. yeah. It's not that this Marvel is one of those movies, right? <laughs> yeah, you watch like a Marvel movie. Oh, like the last 12 minutes or end credits, I can check out. But this one, they're taking it right to the wire. Right, right I love that about old line.
2: movies. Like when they get to the end, they're like, here are the main players and go home.
3: Go home, get, get out. out. <laughs> so how many times have you seen White Christmas, would you say?
4: I've only seen it maybe three times. Okay. And then the last time I saw it by my, and it is that. It's again, an, another one night stand feeling. You're like, oh God, in my head, I was like, this is such a oh, this is a really clever pick. And then I watched it like in the cold light of day, and I was like, Well, <laughs> oh, this movie's terrible. <laughs>
3: You guys have seen it though, right? Well, let's find out, John. Have, what's your backstory with White Christmas? So I had thought I had
2: seen it before because I have, not to brag, but I saw it on stage when it made its premiere. I don't think anyone considers that a brag. John. Oh, I, <laughs> I was, uh, here we go. I was doing Summer Stock in St. Louis and the first time it was on stage, it was at the St. Louis Muni, which if you don't know that theater, it is the largest outdoor theater in the world. It literally, oh. it's, it seats like 12,000 people, I think like it's enormous uh, and so too many
3: people.
2: yeah too many people so shows only people. run like a week there but I was doing I was working at a different theater and some people I knew were in it so I went to see it and of course I was like it was literally like watching a show happen across the street from you It that's how far away it was so I had assumed I'd seen the movie I'm watching it today when I finally watched it I was like I don't think I have seen this I have to say, like I found it charming. I, I I totally get like it's old and there's a lot of it's creaky, and there is no chemistry at all with any of the four leads whatsoever. I mean,
4: <laughs> even the gay kid, like even Bing Crosby and Danny Kay, you were like, oh, I'm really looking for right more that singing in the rain <laughs> you chemistry, can but that, right. <laughs> well, Bing Crosby has no chemistry with anyone, though. I don't think so. He's, He's like, watching no. it, to me that he was a huge star.
2: I think what it was is he became a huge star on radio. And then I think um. he was sort of transitioned to movies. And the thing too is like, while watching it, I was like, yeah, he's not a star, but he does like- Ben Crosby's <laughs> not a star. This is a news flash. And he doesn't have that <laughs> like like, jump off the screen charisma, but he like no. executes it all. Like he does all the dance moves. Like he, he sort of like keeps up. So in that way you mm-hmm. can sort of see like, okay, he's got that voice. And of course White Christmas is such a colossal song anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I found it like, like, yeah, the numbers were really fun. There was a few moments where I was like, oh no, like when they get, I'm sure we'll get to it, but when they get to like the the salute to minstrel shows, I was like, oh dear. But um yeah. luckily they didn't go blackface with
4: it, which they didn't. Really well then I was <laughs> like, like oh, a
2: very oh, low no, bar. Made, I'm for I 1954 like, though, not crazy.
4: <laughs> we also watched Holiday Inn, which was a very insane, horrifying, even for the time yeah. number. And I was like, "Oh no! Did I make a mistake? Did I choose?" it? But I was like, "No, I was right." White Christmas just eludes; <laughs> it just skirts around the cul de sac, and then.
2: <laughs> right, I do think both of those movies. I think I read that it's the same set, which is why a lot of times they're easy to get confused.
4: They it looks like the same set. Yeah, exactly the same set. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, I mean, I found it like charming, definitely as like a as a relic, but sort of fun.
3: How about you, Mark? Where do you uh, land? One, well, I'd never seen it. I. Thought it was a sequel to Holiday Inn. My whole life, It turns out I was wrong. <laughs> um, so very I knew you right. I guess a spiritual sequel. spiritual sequel. sequel. Sure. A spiritual sequel. <laughs> um, so I had never seen it. And I thought it was bad. I thought it was boring. <laughs> I love Fair, the dancing. Um, the dancing is the best part. I think these songs are like a slog. Like even these, I didn't think Irving Berlin. Uh, Put it to bed. No song, the snow song, um, the snow the song <laughs> in the beginning. No, get in... over snow. God, who cares? <laughs> Jesus is
4: astonishingly banal.
3: Very bad.
2: It was also um in my research that was repurposed. The song, the lyric was originally free, and then they were like from a show or movie that never happened, they're like, Oh, let's snow scans, let's just make it about snow instead. But yeah, and that it would...
3: seemed to be like they were making up the plot. Like, first we got to go put on a show or we but then they happen to be at their general's place. Yeah, like, a oh, lot. <laughs> he needs money. So let's put on a show to save. So we'll have a 100 people put on this show. Why don't you just give him money instead of putting on this show? Yeah, And then there's more people along. in the show. Than, then it's a show about not so much raising money, because there's more cast members than there are audience members. Sure. And then it's about making the general feel better in the end. Yeah, which is nice, right. but yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: And because towards the end, where like, they do that whole party for him, and he's like, doing this long walk, I was like, "What is an hour 50. Why are we still yeah. going? Like, it's like <laughs> dealing with his general. Just the
2: number, and let's get out. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, the general, I will say, has a fantastic head of silver hair. Absolutely. just an enviable head of silver hair. <laughs> Although
2: it looked to me like like someone in high school playing an older person with like we're just going to put baby powder in your hair.
4: Totally. 100%. Yeah. Well the whole thing to me is like Irving Berlin like got underwater on a mortgage and it was like I'll just rewrite all these songs like <laughs> right. it just feels very well th- th- my favorite character obviously and it is Vera Allen who's like I had never seen before and she's great I rem- I can't remember what show I saw with you John and I dear old friends and we <laughs> used to take me to see you would give me a pot cookie and we'd see shows <laughs> in New York and I can't remember what maybe it was High Fidelity. We saw a preview of some show that I'm not sure how long it lasted, but there was a number that was like, didn't forward the plot or anything, but the woman was working so hard. And you look at me and you go, she knows this is going to get cut. And like, <laughs> and that's what I thought about Vera Allen the entire time. She's like, it was like Gina Gershon and Showgirl. She's like, I'm in a dog and I'm going to dance my fanny off. Like, it was really... Unbelievable! She's in a completely different movie than everyone else.
2: Absolutely, part of what might contribute to that is that initially this was not supposed to be Danny Kaye. It was supposed to be Donald O'Connor, uh, who okay. we all know from Singing in the Rain, who's more of a dancer than mm-hmm. Danny Kaye. When they he, Donald O'Connor, for whatever reason, had to drop out, so Danny Kaye came in, and there he wasn't the dancer that Donald O'Connor. So that's why. Vera Ellen has three big numbers where some guy in the ensemble who we never know his name, he, he's referred to as John or Johnny. We don't know his name. We don't know like what he's about, what he's there for. But like, he just is her dance partner. He can mention it, it should have been Danny, like Danny Kaye's character should have been that, which would have made more sense.
4: Okay, that but makes also, total sense. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but also I'm sure she was like, I have to you know, do these romantic scenes with Danny Kaye and he's, he refuses to take off his pinky ring. So where is this going?
4: It's problematic. And his character is like, <laughs> the, the whole thing with his character is like, I'm a little too afraid to get married. And you're like, is that what? Is it
3: fear? Is, is it fear
2: or is it? It's just a lack of interest.
3: <laughs> just a
4: pure lack of interest.
3: Well, let's get into it, Jackie. As you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest movies ever, so we have a complex yeah. and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're going to go mm-hmm. through a ton of categories, and at one point, you are going to come up with a category, and it will be added, added to the wheel. wheel. Does that make any sense <laughs> right now? No, but it'll make sense when we get to it. Stop <laughs> worrying about it. God. Anyways, this is our current <laughs> <laughs> current top five gayest movies ever. So, number five with an 89.03%, The Wizard of Oz. Number four with an 89.70%, The Apple. Number three with an 89.81%, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Number two with a 92.99%, The Bride of Frankenstein. And number one, current gayest movie ever with a 94.83% is Female Trouble.
4: Good
3: S- Yeah.
2: So, Jackie, if you had to guess right now, how where do you think White Christmas is going to end up? Like, how do you think it's going to be?
4: It's one to a hundred, right? Like the scoring yeah. system? Mm-hmm. 69.
2: 60, <laughs> That's disgusting,
4: you know?
3: <laughs> this is a family program. Your
2: in-laws may listen to this, Jackie. I hope you're happy.
3: They won't know what it means. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to burn it on a CD for them.
4: Ah. Right. So I mean, the- well, I'll, I'll have to ex- explicitly describe it.
3: Our first group of categories are the canon categories. So for these, we're each going to give it a score between 0 and 100. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. So the first category, Jackie, how would you score White Christmas on a scale of 0 to 100 in actual gay characters? Is there anyone actually gay in this movie?
4: No one comes so. out.
3: No one. Some there's enough chorus boys. There's got to be some. I mean, definitely. Yeah,
4: but no one. Yeah, yeah. And there's no actual gay person in them. I mean,
3: I always assumed oh, yeah. like I had heard. I thought, like, oh, Danny Kay is like gay, but then you do research, and like, oh, he's not. There's well, no was- actual proof of that. There's long
2: speculated rumors that he and Lawrence Olivier had a long Yeah, but affair. people,
3: I looked into that very specific thing and it's like one person said something. And like, oh, there's, really? the, there's mean, no docu, there's nothing to like back that up, unfortunately. That's the <laughs> Trust me, I want rumor, to know. Right? <laughs> What'd you say?
4: It's the airport security rumor?
3: I think so. What? what I is forget that the details of that.
4: So this is something I don't even know when I learned it. I agree <laughs> with you. Couldn't find any documentation on it. But I had heard this rumor, and again, this, there, I, I used the internet, couldn't find any documentation, but that Danny Kaye and Laurence Olivier were lovers and that Laurence Olivier was flying internationally and he had like whatever the equivalent of the TSA at the time pull him aside and he got into a uniform and gave him a strip search as like oh. a fun little role-playing thing, but like oh, at that's... the airport. <laughs> But That's, I it tends role up, playing yes, I also grew up with the rumor that in the Dukes of Hazzard, Luke Duke was played by a hologram, huh. and I've never had anyone confirm that. I think it was a rumor only in my middle school.
3: <laughs> there's no documentation <laughs> denying that so. I yeah, agree. I agree.
2: <laughs> That's fun. I must have done different keyword searches because I found a lot of people saying like, "Yeah." And then also, I went de- I went a little deep on this whole Danny K. Lawrence Olivier thing. And app- what I tickled me the most was apparently Noel Coward was very jealous of Danny K. because he and Lawrence Olivier had also had a Dalians for a while. So he was sort of always shady to Danny K., which I thought
3: was delightful.
2: That is delightful. That's great. <laughs> That'd be a fun brunch. Those three.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, so what do you want to give this for actual gay characters? Zero, a zero. A zero. Brutal. I think because of all those chorus boys, I'm going to give it a nine. A nine. Yeah, I'll give it a eight for the chorus boys. (laughs) Giving it a 5.67, which is very low, but it's higher than Eat, Pray, Love, which only got a one. Oh, okay, Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) All right, our next category, drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch White Christmas and come away with a whole book of ideas? One? Million.
4: <laughs> yeah. One million.
2: I mean, Edith Head did the did the costume. So there you go right there.
4: Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, the costumes, although I will say Rosemary Clooney, I got a lot of questions. I did I, OK. She only looks good on stage, right? Like all of her other <laughs> outfits are a little dowdy.
3: True, but, yeah. Yeah. Come on to my house. Uh, How about we come on to the mall, Rosemary? Get you a new look. <laughs> I did think like cigarette girls, you don't see another, there's a cigarette girl in one shot, it's like, oh, that's a fun thing where you don't see anymore. Those are that's cute, a fun drag look. I also thought that
2: the number, the Vera Ellen's big number, Mandy, I thought I thought every rusical on RuPaul's Drag Race is trying to be this number. I agree. Like it was just like yeah. her and a bunch of boys and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is what RuPaul's trying to capture.
3: There's also a risicle. moment where Bing, uh, Crosby, and Danny Kaye lip sync for their lives. That's true. And the sisters then they're
4: in drag. They're yeah. In, I mean it's a very, you know, sort of
3: it's more men in dresses than guy. drag, but yes. <laughs> they're not even wearing dresses, they just roll up their apparently they roll up they their roll pants.
4: hmm And they and have I a have, scarf. I think they have makeup on too.
3: They do a it's, little bit, yeah.
4: yeah. They have makeup, yeah. And Danny also think- it reminded me of do you remember, John, we <laughs> did comedy with a person who had this like he was doing this character where he was dressed as a woman and we were like this person has really tested (laughs) but danny Kay in the sisters number reminded me of our friend who performed in drag who just like came alive and like tyler perry as medea i'm like you just seem so happy and comfortable with this like freedom you have allowed yourself like (laughs) you know he even like Bing Crosby is like kind of laughing, like "Wow, you really are enjoying yourself!" Huh? Like it's just <laughs> there is like a real lightness to that moment. I I do enjoy.
3: It almost became some like it hot for a brief second. This movie could yeah, have gone in a completely yeah. different direction. Mm-hmm.
4: That they it could have been like they murder Rosemary Clooney <laughs> and Drew Elliot. There you go. Back. Nice.
3: We are the new sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's also like Santa suits over army fatigues, showgirls, and then those, bl- the blue sisters look with like those giant feathered fans. Yeah. Those yeah very... Lots of gowns. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And then the iconic, I do think I've like, I don't know the movie, but I know like those final like Christmas looks. Those
4: yeah. are very, very, yeah. Those are, those, they should do like a Christmas season of RuPaul and just crib off. <laughs> <It'd be fun. laughs> That'd
3: be great.
2: all yeah. oh, Edith Head. Sure
3: hmm. So what do you want to give this for drag queen inspiration? I would give it a hundred. A
2: hundred
3: up there with mm-hmm. Beetlejuice.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think this is I mean, the looks are
3: also iconic of a certain era. So I'll give it a ninety five. Yeah, Ninety five. I think I'll give it 90 because to me, it's just those final like Santa looks pretty much everything else. I felt was like kind of interchangeable, but maybe it's I'm an to. Like <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all right. Uh, hey, it got an average of 95, which is about 64 points higher than Point Break. That's pretty good. Okay, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Our next category, gay icons. Are there any gay icons in this movie?
4: Icon is such a... I mean, Rosemary Clooney is up there, right? Sure, yeah, definitely.
2: There. Danny Kaye is huge. Is he? I mean, it's that I would
4: say so. I would
2: say like they were huge in their time and maybe haven't quite as grown out of their era so much. But like at the time, at the at the height of their powers, they were like no one was as like Danny K was as big as it got. Is what I would say.
3: Huh? You disagree? I just don't it just doesn't seem like he was really gay, so it's like I get what you're saying. Was he just like effeminate and that's why they thought, "Oh, he can like do musical theater" and that's made him an icon, a gay icon. <laughs> I feel
4: like if I go into a gay man's house, there is a 30% chance I'll see something with Rosemary Clooney on the wall. There is okay. a 0% chance I No, I think there's a 7% chance I'll see something with
3: Danny Kaye. Danny Kaye. Well, yeah. Right. Like guess, he's now Vincent Price. Absolutely. Yeah. But also I think yeah. Edith Head, a bit of a gay icon. Absolutely. Oh, I would say. Oh, that's
4: good. yes. Mhm.
3: Yeah, I think that's
4: smart. Thank you. <laughs> so how do we score
3: this one then? Just how would you rate it? Like if Mama Mia Here We Go Again is 100, although John would give it 95, uh, what is White Christmas for gay icons? 60. I would say 60.
4: 60.
2: 60 sounds
3: good. I'm going to go 65, though. 65. Uh, I'll go 60. Why not? Giving it an average of 61.67. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Next category, the male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? I wrote down one word, non-existent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not a horny movie overall.
4: That's what I was going to say. It is one of the least horny movies I've ever
3: seen. Yeah, like this is one they would show at like uh, Christian conversion camps. 100%.
4: 100%. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like the equivalent of like a promise ring at, like in high school. <laughs> yeah. That.
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, fashion-wise, there's a lot of like high-waisted pants, which I think really like forgives a lot. Um, and also, I noticed in so many of like the the rehearsal scenes, all the dancers are wearing like sweaters. And you're like, boo.
4: <laughs> I know. There's no like secret like. Why don't we just have a beach number during Christmas and put everyone and <laughs> yeah. all the guys shirtless?
3: Like, there really
4: is. What it's is the a theme of l- this
3: show. It's like now here's a number about choreography. What Sharks is this show? <laughs> now we're a salute to the minstrels show?
2: Yeah. What is it's this? Insane.
3: At Christmas?
2: It's just what here's some numbers Irving Berlin had in his trunk. And let's do them.
4: It's truly. He's like I'm underwater on this market. (laughs) Yeah. Pay
3: me for all these songs we've already done. And I'm underwater, and and I'm creatively bankrupt. Please help. Just
4: bankrupt. Bankrupt on every level. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh yeah. So what would we give this for the male gaze? I would give it a one. A
2: one. I will give it an eight for that dancer whose name was John Braskia,
3: the one who like danced with
2: Vera Ellen and everything. I thought
3: his clothes were very Ooh, nicely tailored, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I This would be very towards the bottom. Yeah, I think it, I'll give it a two. I'm giving it a 3.67. <laughs> all right, our Ooh. next one, entrances with pizzazz. We got a bunch. Vera Ellen has a bunch of them,
2: like in all of her numbers.
4: Yes, I, I, I wouldn't rate this high on that. I'm also, I know this isn't exactly what you're saying, but there's also a lot of snooping, which I feel like is a little... <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is a bigger snoopy one. movie
3: than it is a Christmas movie.
4: It's much right. more of a snooping movie, yeah. No, I think there's some great entrances. And who's the gal that plays the maid who's in Sister
3: Act?
2: Oh, Mary oh. Wiggs.
3: Yeah, so she has a lot of like Ooh, yeah. Actually, should have mentioned her and gay Icon. We definitely
2: should have mentioned her and gay we icons. We have.
3: She,
4: well, yeah, now we did. Maybe,
3: so. yeah, yeah, I would take it up.
4: A, although I gave it a pretty high score.
3: Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> White Christmas is fine. Don't you worry. <laughs> People are still going to watch it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's Ellen- one. Anytime you're revealed behind a fan. That's always fun. Yes, that's she good. comes mm-hmm.
2: up on the on an elevator more than once for Ellen. And then I also love that in the number choreography where we just, her foot comes down. We just see her foot that. for a little bit. That was great. She puts her foot down. Like, where's she been? Mm-hmm. Just hanging it out the wings. It really
4: feels like, I don't know anything about the director, but it feels like there's some, there are so it feels all, it's like very competent, but very like lackluster. <laughs> he also
3: directed Casablanca. He did not. He did, I think so. Yeah, I'll double check. He's directed some bona fide classics. No, mm-hmm. um, but there, this one also felt like a paycheck for him. <laughs>
2: sure, <laughs> big studio like, picture. He did it. Yeah, Casablanca, The Adventures of Robin Hood, and White Christmas. Those are his
3: top three on wow. IMDb. This was the wow. Black Widow of its day. <laughs> so, what do you want to give it for entrances with pizzazz? I'd give it an eighty-five.
2: Eighty-five. I'll go ninety because we also even have like the general like coming in at the end, <laughs> and everyone might yeah, be the general.
3: Mm-hmm. No one's worried about like people who are privates and like don't have the general's wealth, don't have an inn to rely on, who are also out of the war and feeling bad. No one cares about them. Where's the private show? <laughs> I also was like, why are they so obsessed with these general? Like, don't
4: they have PTSD? Like, why are they? Like, what did he do to them? Right. Felt like there was some Stockholm
3: Syndrome going on.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Uh, I'll give it a 87. Give it an 87.33, which is 14 points higher than Conan the Barbarian. Oh. Not bad. All right. Next scatterer. Hell on Heels. How is this for feisty ladies?
2: I mean, we got Mary Wicks, who we just talked about. Rosemary Clooney, sort of, is uh, she's a tough nut to crack in this.
3: There was also that first showgirl who's like charmed, I'm sure. Like she, oh, and
4: then she comes back. Barbie Chase, end, yeah. I wish I was getting married. Yeah, I she like says hers. mutual,
2: I'm sure, which I mutual, think mutual. I'm right sure. <laughs> apropos of nothing. No, oh, that's
4: pretty yeah. good. That was pretty good. The only joke in the movie.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they also because say people in the. Were a little spicier. Right.
2: Yeah. It could have used a little more teeth, but I think that's like the Bing Crosby yeah. of it all. Ooh, like Bing Crosby dear. is like just a glass of milk. Like that's.
3: And yet, in real life. How much he milk was is drunk in this with... movie? <laughs> uh, you know. You've never seen more people drink coffee backstage before they go on stage you're drinking coffee? <laughs> Hot coffee? <laughs> At <laughs> one
4: point, Rosemary Clooney has a midnight snack of. A liverwurst sandwich.
2: And buttermilk. And
4: what looks to be a glass of buttermilk. I was like, (laughs) what is. And then you're like, you know, she gained so much weight in real life.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Why Christmas set her on the wrong path? Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah, you shouldn't, A, shouldn't eat that late. (laughs) B, not that ever. Right. Ever, ever, ever. That's a weird combo. Well, they didn't have kombucha then. They did not. No, no, no. <laughs> they didn't have keto ice cream,
3: so she no. was at a loss. Um, also, the sisters say, "Lord help the Mister who comes between me and my sister," and "Lord help the sister who comes between me and my man." That sounds right. like hell on heels, a motto almost. Yeah, <laughs> it just
4: feels like you wanted to deliver it a little more. Like even when, yeah, I am going to score it a little low for five fetus, but okay, Go my for it. <laughs> I'll give it a thirty-three.
2: Thirty-three. I'm going to go an even 50. 50? I think the women are all a little kind of no-nonsense-y. Mary Wicks is sort of that. I think uh, uh, B- Barry Chase is a woman who says mutual, I'm sure. I think there's like enough there
4: that like none
3: They're of They're also bland and toothless. A little bit. It's a pretty toothless
4: movie. Yeah. You
3: know. It's more toothless than How I Trained My Dragon. Anyone get that reference? Nope, the dragon's named toothless. I shouldn't have to explain it. <laughs> I'm moving on. Uh, I gave it a 20. <laughs> This is spiraling. I think also the All movie right.
2: is How to Train Your Dragon.
3: Oh, yeah. There you go. What did I say? How I, how train, I train My, tra- my Dragon. <laughs> That's a little more personal. <laughs> <laughs> this is How I Train My Dragon. All right. Our next category. Macabre. How macabre is White Christmas? The most
2: macabre thing to me was w- at the very beginning when he was singing "White Christmas" and you heard bombs going off in the distance. <laughs> that was pretty
3: funny, I thought, but yeah, it was macabre. I think a song about longing for mis- minstrel shows is fairly macabre. Like the good old days yeah, of the minstrels. Right. Just that number itself was like, you can't. It's like Jerry Seinfeld saying, like, doing a thing like, we used to be able to make jokes back in the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I also just think the whole, like, they're both entering into loveless marriages. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, a lot of alcoholism.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the sequel to this movie is not a happy one.
3: <laughs> it feels
4: no. like all of the, the soldiers do have a sort of, like, trauma that they need to, like... <laughs> Absolutely. And like the general is like, I know what I'll do. I'll get this like palatial in. I have no idea what to do with it. Yeah, I, it seems it feels like I. I it seems like there's, there's a nice darkness to scrape out of here. Sure, he's
3: not that different from the guy I forget his name in Shawshank Redemption who gets out the old man then like hangs himself immediately. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, it's the same. He works at the grocery store, so has to use the bathroom. Right, right. Also, a snowless ski lodge. That's macabre. Global <laughs> awesome. warming.
2: Well, also, uh, to add to that, the, sn- the very last snow, like this, the very last scene, we're like, oh, it is snowing. That was asbestos. Fun. <laughs> That's why people lived like better, barely seven. That's when you could tell jokes and use
3: asbestos for snow. Yeah, the good yes. old days.
4: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like?
3: Also, a lot of rubble in this movie, in the opening. There was. Mm-hmm. A lot of rubble and snoop, more rubble and snooping than Christmas. So what do you want to give this for Macabre? I'll give it a 70. 70, one of the (laughs) darkest movies you've ever seen. I think
2: despite all that we've mentioned, it is kind of still white Christmas. So I'm going to go 45.
3: (laughs) 45. Yeah, this is uh, a glass of buttermilk. So I'll give it a, I'm going to give it a nine. But it's paired with liberals. wow, we are all over the place on this one. <laughs> well, it got an average of 41.33, which is is.33 points higher than waiting for Guffman. Okay. All right. I next...
4: love that it's just a little bit darker. Now. Just a little <laughs> bit darker
3: than waiting for Guffman. That's
4: fine. That's fair.
3: Uh all right, our next title. Dramatic lighting.
2: I mean, there's I some mean, it very much at the looks beginning. like
3: a 1950s studio product. Like, there's great. The sets are amazing, but it's all very much. This yes, is what a studio enormous. picture looks like. They're not taking I a lot wish of risks. There were better
4: lighting. Like, right. I wish there were a little more. Like, even in her Rosemary and Clooney's big number, you just it does sort of feel like they just turn the lights on and <laughs> right, right.
2: Yeah. Even in the dance numbers, they're not doing much with lighting. It's just everything up.
4: Oh, yeah. There's nothing. There's no romantic. There's no like. I love an old movie where it's like they're out you know they're sweating in the desert and the guy <laughs> just looks so bedraggled and then the woman is like i'm like that cinematographer loves her i, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys read that i mean of course you did the oral history of legally blonde in new york times but <laughs> they had the cinematographer was talking about how raquel welch like demanded her own lighting and demanded to wear a hat where she essentially built in a bounce board wow. so she could get uh yes. And I was yep. like, that one. that's woman? old school Hollywood. I was like, I was I was obsessed. I was <laughs> obsessed. And this movie could have used some of that. Some of
3: mm-hmm. that Raquel Welch energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would have done better on Helen Heels, that's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. That's uh, true. So what do you want to give it for dramatic lighting? A one. A one. <laughs> I'll give it an uh eleven for the explosions
2: at the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it an eight.
3: Giving a 6.67. All right, next one, vibrato. So for this one, in addition to
2: literal vibrato, we also mean anytime they take a moment and they zhuzh it up, give you a little extra, more than it needs, but you like it.
4: I would say, so Mary Wicks is giving me that. Yeah. And I would say Vera Allen is giving me that. And everyone else is like, you want it at a four, I'll give you a four. Even Danny Kay isn't going, like a little bit in that weird choreography number. He's right. like, can I make these creepy faces? But there's not enough, like, like Rosemary Clooney and Bing Crosby are very monotone performances. Definitely,
2: yeah, I agree. Like, it's not Danny Kaye's Danny Kayeist performance. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you were to be like, oh, this is the one to watch, it wouldn't be White Christmas. Which one should you no. watch? I would say probably the Court Jester. That's where he has a tongue twister in that that is somewhat iconic. We love an iconic tongue an iconic <laughs> tongue twister. <laughs> That's where checking out for that. But yeah, I, I mean, like he's very good in this, but he, yeah, he's not really going for it in the way that you expect from Danny Kay.
3: In some yeah, ways, I'm... the stupid story that they seem to be making up as they go along is kind of a vibrato, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're so <laughs> uncommitted to the plot that that's almost a choice.
2: Sure, I think even though like rehearsal today at two o'clock, full sets and costumes, and to do this insane number that you're like, this isn't a barn in Vermont? Okay. But I do
3: like how (laughs) it becomes like a dream space. You know what I mean? How it becomes like, obviously it's bigger than it, but like, I think that's fun though too. Right.
4: And it's during Christmas, so everyone left their
3: families to do that. Yeah, how much are they spending on this production? It must be a million dollars back then, (laughs) $50. It was nuts. That's nuts. That's too much. So what would you give this for vibrato? I'd give it a 40.
2: 40. I think because there is a lot of actual singing,
3: I'm going to go 80. 80. Um. (laughs) Uh, I'll give it a 45. Giving it a 55, which is fine. All right, I'm going to move on. (laughs) (laughs) Our next category, going to make up some points here, I feel like footwork. I would rate the footwork. There's a ton, tons We're of. Footwork. I would rate the foot- there's, there's, there's all the
4: choreography.
2: There's 11. tap dancing. There's people dancing on point. There's marching. There's a whole lot of footwork going on in this movie. It yeah,
3: did I really would... make me appreciate. Um, oh, they just show the dancing in one in long takes, and like you can right. see their entire body. Hello, Rob <laughs> Marshall. Hello, In the Heights. Show <laughs> the goddamn dancing for once in your goddamn I life. Agree. God forbid. I...
4: I am the same. I'm a very I'm like yeah, the pure I'm a purist with when it comes to that. I did I, I think they could've he could have directed it a little bit more, but I'm a i am I agree in terms of the dancing. I love just being able to see the dancing.
3: Yeah. And they yeah, show I you. thought
2: that, that Danny K. Vera Allen number I thought was great.
3: The best things happen, happen while you dance. dance. Yeah. I thought that was mm-hmm. a really
2: super fun number.
3: Yeah. And that Vera Allen, she got a lot of energy. <laughs> Legs for I days.
4: Oh God, she is the tiniest person I've ever seen.
3: She's not singing though; her singing was dubbed. Yeah.
4: Yes, that I can understand. I can
3: understand and then it was can't funny to see like on. Rosemary Clooney can't dance, like shirt number and like the coconut or the carousel club. She's basically standing while there's a lot of dancing around her. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. but that was such a classic
2: '50s move to be like one woman and four men backing her up, because nothing really she
4: frames said, a woman better. Lisa. Yeah. She's the dua lipa of the
3: 1954,
4: production.
3: definitely. <laughs> so, what do you want to give it for footwork?
4: I would give it an 85.
3: 85. I'm gonna go 96. I think there's so much of it. It's really fun. 96! What's keeping it from 100 John? I
4: love
2: it. Um I kind of know.
3: uninspired all the way through. A little bit. Like, is there any one iconic <laughs> dance? Like, you gotta see this dance number from uh White Christmas. Like, the best things happen make- when you're dancing.
2: I think it's great. I do think the song. What was it called, Mandy? Like once we got past yeah, her the her first
4: number is amazing. I it, think. that's
2: number is great.
4: Yeah, I think I heard both her numbers, but I know what you mean because you're like there should be like where you think of a singing in the rain and you're like
3: right, like, there's
4: ten numbers in yeah
3: that, that are incredible. <laughs> right. Each number know? is insane. Yeah, because, because none of it is like too hard for the whole, and none of it's like motivated by story or like characters. It's all just no, like, it's here's all rehearsal. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
4: But also, okay, if we're going to sidebar and talk about numbers not motivated by a story that are sure. still incredible, Pajama Game, where steamy Steam is a talent show in a union, <laughs> union rally. <laughs> I know it makes there zero is a sense. talent show <laughs> in a union meeting. They're like, and now it's a talent show. And you're like, what are you talking about? And it's like you can't cut it because it's so incredible. Exactly. That Anyone, is,
2: yeah. If you out of town, you'd be like, we don't need that number. But then you see that number, and you're like, only an idiot would cut this number.
4: Only an idiot would cut that number. It is unbelievable. <laughs>
3: Sorry, um, Mark. We just I you. haven't seen it. I don't know Pajama <laughs> Game. I didn't know there was a union. Oh. Uh, oh, that's the whole story. Is a yeah. uh,
4: the movie has Doris Day in it, right?
3: Yes. This yeah. is a musical. It's a musical. It's
2: based it's a on musical. stage musical. They, it's all these uh, workers uh, striking because they want a seven and a half cent an hour raise.
3: Um, a, so so the Madonna themes Factory. resonate yeah. to
2: this day. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's evergreen. Wow.
4: The movie's great, and I remember. Did I see it with you? I maybe no. It, I, I I saw it with Kelly O'Hara and Harry Connick Jr.
3: Oh right. night, I didn't see that one. Oh, I thought you were fun. like you saw it with Harry Connick Jr. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he was like, hey, Harry, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> Look, <laughs> like my husband's cool with us seeing shows together. We just see
4: shows together.
3: <laughs> Great. Well, I gave it a 90 in footwork, giving it a 90.33. Uh, all right, uh, our next hand already. This one might be tough. Spank bank deposits. Anything you're going to file away for the spank bank? There is one shirtless man way in the back when the, all the <laughs> sh- soldiers are backstage before the they all walk out and parade themselves at the end. OK.
4: I think like before I, really I knew of like a spank bank. Like when I was like really little, I would like think of dances I want to do. Okay. So like in that maybe, <laughs> but I feel like there is. What were these dances? I, I would just imagine like I'd see a good dance. Like I would like see like Paula Abdul video, and I'm like, could
2: I do that? Oh, sure. That <laughs> Cold heart heart I. Could I dance with yeah. an animated cat? Hmm.
4: Totally, I was like MC MC scat Cat. I could do that, and I would just do choreography in my head as like my preamble to fantasy life. So sure. But I don't think there's any. I mean, I would love to meet the person that jerks off to White Christmas.
3: Would you? <laughs> would you really want to meet that uh, person? How do you that bring person? that up? <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> well, you put it on at a party. You don't put the sound on, but you see who's like... Who gets really You bring really the lights down really low. <laughs> right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone want a blanket?
2: <laughs> I know it's really hot out, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's pretty low. I think the most might
3: be that dancer, John Brascia. Because his, his clothes are very well tailored. Sure. Okay. Uh, and also the general's right-hand man is kind of hunky. I don't think he ever says anything. But he has just like this a guy who's, Yeah. You know, that's all I got. So what do you want to give this for spank bank deposits?
4: You know, I'm going to go a little higher because you also may have like, say you grew up with a abusive father and St. <laughs> Crosby might bring something out. You haven't you. processed that. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. And it's like you're you you do not want to, but you are aroused. It's not your fault. But, <laughs> Can't you know, help it. Right.
3: Yeah. 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 You're titillated by trauma. Twenty six. 26. Oh, 26. I'll give it a twelve. Twelve. I you yeah, these guys are very generous. Uh I'll give it a five. <laughs> Pretty rough for me give it a 14.33 which is about 4.70 something points higher than anti mame if all you right. can believe it all right our next category all right jackie on a scale of zero to 100 how likely are you to recommend white christmas to a gay person
4: oh <laughs> 70.
3: really that's up there yes
4: i would i would heartily recommend this to a gay person
3: despite it not being good
4: Oh yeah. Okay.
2: I feel like there's good stuff in it, and it's also it's one of those
4: great stuff in it.
2: Yeah, I agree, and there's also an element of you have to. It's more. It's not 100% because you're not like yes, see it. It's like okay, you're setting. You have to set the table for them to be like it came out in the 50s. It's gonna be this. The the story's not that great, but there's some fun numbers and this. You know, like it's more. It's it's more of like you're gonna lose yourself and love it, and more of like this is an interesting thought piece, as it were.
3: (laughs) Just what I love. In a world where (laughs) someone,
4: I I told someone, I was like, I couldn't get into succession. I watched like the first four episodes. He goes, give it the first two seasons. If you don't like it after that, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not not giving a show two
3: seasons. (laughs) Right.
4: I agree. You set the pace. You're like, just how, you know, it's like, or fast forward through the numbers here. I can give you the things to say, have a little party. And then when the numbers come on, turn it up. Like, I feel like you could, I also feel, and this may be a generalization. Gay people generally have a lot of time, so it's not the biggest
3: (laughs) We have antiquing to do.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get there early,
3: before the snowbirds swoop up all the good uh, carpet.
4: Well, you get there early, you get a coffee, you watch it on your iPad in the car while you're waiting for the place to open. It's not the worst morning.
3: I can't imagine watching white curses in my car while I wait for the antique mark to open. (laughs)
4: Really, it feels kind of great. I
3: don't know. I'll give it a seventy as well. I think it's
2: like
4: it's
3: 70. a good title.
2: There's some great numbers. It's a good it.
3: title. Huh. Yeah, White Christmas.
4: It's like a, yeah,
2: Irving Berlin's White Christmas. Come on, a
4: horror movie called Black Christmas. Yeah,
2: <laughs> now
3: that's a movie. See, yeah, now that's something. <laughs> <That's of the, laughs> You're you gonna watch Black Christmas yeah, first. You know. gotta watch White Christmas. No, yeah, uh, that's that's I, that's I, that's there are better. It. There are better movies from the fifties. That a better day <laughs> <Impossible. was> like, <laughs> So, I don't know. I think this was real... Uh, stinker. Um, Do you only recommend good movies?
1: <laughs> or so bad right they're good. <laughs> like, this
3: is just like, it wasn't even so bad it's good. It's just like right in the middle. So to me, I'm like, oh, it's not even like fun bad. It's just like kind of, I just found it like, a, maybe because it was also 90 degrees when I watched it. So. Oh, it's crazy, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You could also play
4: like a drinking game where every time they drink milk, you have to drink milk and bring over your last <laughs>
3: $1.00. White Russians, sure. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly i'm gonna give it a 20 all right so i'll give it a giving it a 53.33 which is 2.70 points higher than ladybird okay okay right. okay now we are into the wheel category so these categories are
2: categories that past guests have brought in. We put them all on this wheel, which is an app on my phone. Love it. So we're going to spin it four times. Whatever category randomly pops up, that's how we will judge the movie. And after that, you will come up
3: with a category, which we will add to the wheel. Remember that from earlier? Great. It all pays off. We set it up. It's just classic screenwriting. You set it up early, (laughs) and then it pays off later. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Cheer-worthy cameos. Cheer-worthy cameos.
2: Um, I would say yeah. George Chikaris um, in the number. He's one of the backup dancers in Rosemary Clooney's Love Didn't You Didn't Do Right By Me. He, mm-hmm. is, a couple of years later, would win an Academy Award for playing Bernardo in West Side Story.
4: Oh, That is a good one. All right.
2: I was excited did about that Did you recognize
4: one. him when you watched
3: it?
2: I did. You said, I, That's no, Bernardo. Bernardo. I said, Bernardo <laughs> was right.
4: Wow, I'm impressed. I mean, I shouldn't be, but <laughs> I, I, it's also like... It's like when you bite in pizza and you're like, yeah, it's hot and cheesy and salty. And like, I'm like, this is, I'm just, it was just like the quintessential John Flynn experience so knowing that <laughs> <Right>. was
3: delightful,
4: <laughs> was wonderful.
3: He loves sharing the fact that no one else is interested mm-hmm. in. It. Right. Oh, Did you know I that when he was cast yeah, in West Side Story, he was playing Twisting.
2: Riff in London. And so that's ironic fun. Riff.
4: Oh. He was playing the leader
2: of the Jets when he got ah. cast to play the leader of the Sharks in the movie. Wow. You wanted a fact yeah, that no one else cared understand. about.
4: <laughs> I love that. I just love that. I didn't I didn't recognize him. Neither did I. So I didn't see any other cameos.
3: There was the every, uh, this isn't a cameo. It has nothing to do with anything. But every, I guess it was maybe a thematic choice that every nightclub had like the same neon scripted writing like of the name of it. Was that just like a thing in nightclubs back then? Like, oh, we got to have a, the name of the club written out in like a scripted neon letters. Uh, it was probably just the department at whatever studio made this <laughs> there's just like here you go <laughs> all right fair enough well what do you want to give this for cheerworthy cameos
4: i inspired by john will give it a 50 50 for bernardo
2: yeah mm-hmm. i think i mean we have a chorus boy who becomes an academy award winner so i'm going to go
3: 75 75 <laughs> um i don't care for west side stories so i'll give it 25 um <laughs> Given an average of fifty. Okay. Is this your favorite? Do you have a favorite Christmas movie, Jackie? Um,
4: I think Die Hard is up there. Sure, we reviewed sure. that last
2: Christmas. We did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. here we go. From Batman Forever, over-the-top production design, over-the-top production design. I mean, this is
3: all over it. All the sets for the numbers—it's insane. I would
4: say so. I'd say this score is very high.
3: All the costumes. But it's not like and Douglas Cirque levels. You know what I mean? It's not like what super high. What are you talking heightened. about? They're not like stylish, I think. They're just like- kind of, They're not feels stylish. Like- Edith Head is not
2: stylish to you.
3: That's the clothes. I'm talking about the sets. I think the sets uh-huh. are very like clip art. They're very like standard. There's nothing like- There's not a heightened reality to the Are sets. you kidding me? They're doing numbers supposedly in like a barn in Vermont. That's huge. The barn staged uh, Mind Palace. Yes, I would say. Mm-hmm, yeah, But the I barn this- itself- I, I think the production no. design is way
2: better. Uh, bigger and over, more over the top than Batman Forever. Absolutely. You're
3: insane. No. Batman for, You're saying this is more over the top than Batman Forever, a movie that projects question marks everywhere. Mm-hmm. This is yes. more over the top. Absolutely. They're just doing Courier and Ives and calling it a day. Mm-hmm.
2: They're doing these big production numbers with sets and,
3: and elevators and whatnot. No, they're not even better barn. than like singing in the rain. No, there's better productions. Oh, than. I love this argument. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't I agree I don't think the production design is good but it is over the top right
2: that is the category you know,
4: like I do think like you're right like it is like this mind palace where you're just like what is hot like what is this a, space is the, yeah what is this space what is it in the women?
3: Where there's a movie where they
4: have like a 20 minute, yes, fashion show. It It has that feeling where you're just like, What is happening? Did I like get dosed or something? Where (laughs) I think a lot of like the spaces like become their own thing. I think it's, I agree, it's not good, but I think it is over the top.
3: All right. So, what do you want to give it?
4: I will give it a 90.
3: A 90. I'll give it a
4: 98.
3: 98. Uh, I gotta give it a 65. To me, it's pretty standard 1950s. Technicolor. I would say above
4: standard since you have a
3: 65. There you go. Yeah, slightly above standard. Given an average of (laughs) 84.33, which is not as high as the Beastmaster, which got an 88 in the same category. (laughs) Okay.
2: I think the wheel is on your side. Musical callbacks.
3: Well, White Christmas.
2: White Christmas. Sisters. That's a callback. Sisters. Yeah. And the um,
3: snow they they do the dancing one again.
2: Yep. That happens. When they the actual oh, yeah. thing, and then later at the party, there's a bunch of them. They, this okay. this movie mm-hmm. loves a reprise.
3: Mm-hmm. So
4: I'll give it a ninety for that.
3: Ninety, yeah, I'll give it a ninety as well. I mean, I'll go even higher because there's like four. True. Lucky, like in a uh, Aladdin, you only get the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only other reference for a reprise. <laughs> I think you got giving two. it a ninety-one point sixty-seven. All right. Spin that wheel, John. One more time.
2: Rye smiles. Rye smiles. Bing Crosby has a bunch of them.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty much his like stock and trade, I feel like. Yeah.
4: Vera Allen and Danny Kay, they're constantly looking at each other, trying to hook these two nobodies up. (laughs) Oh, it's working. I'm like, what is working? There's no chemistry. Yeah,
3: they're not screaming at each other, I guess. They're like tolerating each other. Maybe that was the goal in the 1950s marriage. You just tolerate each other. (laughs) They're not trying to kill each other. They're not in a fist (laughs) fight at the moment. Ooh, it's working. It's working. (laughs) I see sparks. (laughs) Uh, So what do you want to give this for Rye Smiles? I will give it high. I would
4: do an 89.
3: 89. I'll give it an 80. 80. We'll go 82. Given an average of 83.67. All right, Jackie, the time has come for you to come up with a category that we can judge White Christmas and all the subsequent movies with. Any thoughts? Tell
4: me if this makes no sense.
3: (laughs) I hope it doesn't.
4: My category is would Larry Kramer like this movie?
3: <laughs> oh. I like it. Notorious firebrand, Larry Kramer. <laughs> what would his thoughts and score be on this movie? <laughs> A very controversial figure. Mm-hmm. Would Larry that Kramer is- like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should he get all the credit for AIDS activism? Some say yes, some say no. Probably no, <laughs> but not all the credit. Let's not get crazy. A lot of it. All right. Would Larry Kramer like with well, it's come, last week the category we added was the Mike Pence anxiety scale. So that's these are almost like complimentary. They're so very, well. yeah. That's Dude. a great that's very <laughs> good to him. <laughs> very low on the Mike Pence anxiety scale. You know? Yeah. Uh so what do you want to give this for? Would Larry Kramer like this movie?
4: Well, I don't want to answer my question first. Okay. <laughs> okay,
2: okay well let's talk about it. so Larry Kramer, I don't know that he I'm trying to think because he was such a um he wrote faggots. He wrote the, the book faggots and the normal heart, which was very like, let's deal with now. Let's talk about it. Like it was very like angry. It was like born of his. A lot of his writing was just sort of born of anger, um, yeah. this glorious righteous anger. Um, so I don't know if White Christmas would be
3: something that he'd be like, let's let's put this on. But maybe he needed it as like a palate cleanser.
2: Right. I mean, I'm sure he loved. I mean, I'm sure he would be like furious at Danny Kay for not being out and for sort of yeah.
3: not talking about his Jewishness either. Yeah, and Larry Kramer was Jewish, so why would he like White Christmas?
4: I imagine that he'd hate the movie. <laughs> yeah. But then anytime Rosemary Clooney sang, he'd be like, shut up, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut
2: up. Yeah. Or he's like, Vera is dancing, quiet.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> All right. So given that, I'll give it a 69.
3: Gross. <gasps> My favorite. I'm not sure. Sh- I'll give it a 50. I'm going to play it safe. <laughs> I don't know.
4: I want to give it a 69, because it's the funniest number. But (laughs) I think I'm going to give it a 40 for the 40.
3: (laughs) Giving it an average of 53. All right, now we are into the bonus categories.
4: So these
2: categories, as their title, are bonus. So these are just extra (laughs) points. If it doesn't do well, it's not going to work against the movie, so it's just 0 to 10. These are just bonus extra points.
3: And this first one, we're trying to come up with an alternative for musicals, because the category is musical potential. Oh. I did think of fun, because I'm trying to come up with an alternative category for when it, the movie is a musical. right? And I thought there's one to pitch just like sequel potential.
4: That's a good one. I you was going to say I mean? fan fiction potential.
3: <laughs> sure. <laughs>
4: oh, this has easy sequel potential.
2: I mean, people think it's a sequel as it is.
3: But <laughs> yeah, a equal to will there be a third part of the mm-hmm. trilogy? What would they be? I guess what other holiday cruise? can we take advantage but of? But that is not the category. It's not right. That is not set in stone. So it's still just musical potential, ultimate. Well, you well, saw the stage, stage one. High. Was it the same plot? I use that word sparingly.
2: The one thing I remember is Karen Morrow, who's this old school singer. She, at one point, just stood center stage and sang the song, uh, Let Me Sing and I'm Happy which they have just a snippet of it in their sort of career montage. And it was just this woman alone on stage, 12,000 people, eight different spotlights on her and it was riveting. Like she was incredible. She's one of those like old school musical performers who was like, just give her a spotlight and let her stand there and sing her, her, her face off and she gives it to you. So like that is what I remember from it. I don't think it is an overall great stage show.
3: But it, it would be yeah, fun I'm, to hear someone like a terrible singer sing, Let Me Sing. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that would I be just, fun for like please. 45 seconds. And then you'd be like, We get the <laughs> yes. beat, move on. <laughs> That's Roseanne at the National Anthem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That went well. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what do we give this for our musical potential? I'd give it 100. Ah, uh, well, a 10. Zero to 10. We'll 10, 10. Yeah. Oh, so then I give it 10 10s. Ten tens. <laughs> 10 10, 10. 10 10s. I will also give it a ten for musical potential. Yeah, I guess I don't think it'd be a very good musical. Like, there's nothing, right? But again, we don't say a guys. good musical potential. Who cares? But potential. I guess you gotta give it a ten. Because, but who cares? God, giving it a ten, tying it with the Sound of Music. Go figure. Uh, okay. All right, next category: queer menace. Any queer? Menace? I guess maybe when they're doing drag, maybe. But no one's like particularly menaced by them. Yeah, it's more just like a silly, fun thing. Isn't it mm-hmm. funny that we're dressed like ladies? Isn't that funny?
4: Mm -hmm. yeah there's a little like isn't this crazy that
3: can you believe this is happening we rolled up Mm -hmm. our
2: legs our (laughs) pant legs our wrists are limp crazy
4: it also strikes me as crazy as how long how much of the number they got out (laughs) because the whole thing is literally the
2: entire number again
4: entire number and then took the fans <laughs> off immediately there was no like gypsy rose lee sort of like <laughs> obfuscation and it was
3: right where was the sense <laughs> of play
4: mm-hmm. That's exactly choreographer was just like i don't know just well
2: that actually number know. was not written in the script but they were just fooling around on set and then the director was like let's film
3: it this is gold hmm mm-hmm. The movie's oh, not improvisation's enough. important.
2: You got to have it on a set. You never know what you're going to find. So Discoveries. They do say Michael me Curtis me was the original.
3: <laughs> what is the <it? laughs> game <laughs> Is it they're like improvisation?
4: Are poor ladies. And the director is like, "Hey, that's funny. That's funny the way." Funny.
3: It's He's like, sad I'm...
4: that men are ladies.
2: <laughs> I wanted to have this yeah. in Casablanca, but I'll we'll put it in my mm-hmm. Christmas."
3: Yeah. <laughs> so what do you want to give it for queer menace? I would give it 4. 4. I'll give it a one for that. A one. Yeah, I'll give it a one. Give it an average of two, which is one point higher than point break. And that has actual homoeroticism in it. Okay. All right. Our next category, character actress makes a big swing. Well, there's Mary Wicks, but she's right in her element. She's
2: very much in her wheelhouse. I do think Barbara, excuse me, Barry Chase, who the mutual, I'm sure. That's real funny. She's got like one or two lines, and she's like, "You're gonna remember me when this is over." That's a big swing.
4: I feel like this movie is defined by a lack of big swings. I agree. It's all punts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all punts, Yeah. <laughs> even with her, like even with some of the dancing, which is extraordinary, you're just it's. I would say it's very. I would say it's two on big swings.
3: Like the whole movie is like it's fine. Like nothing's yeah. outright bad about it, but it's also boring and bland. It's like tapioca. It's like a glass of buttermilk and a liverwurst sandwich. I mean, that is the movie. Yeah,
2: yes. If you want to also like, like movie, it was the the most successful movie of the year it came out, like by a mile, by like a huge margin. So I and think the Eagles' like-
3: greatest hits was the number one album for decades. That doesn't make it good. But
2: I think I don't think you can dismiss it and just be like it's just bad. Like it's like
3: a product of its time. I didn't say it was bad. I said it was boring. Okay. and bland.
4: Well, I think anything that everyone in the family can watch is essentially yes. a little bad. Um,
3: yes, yeah, so I
4: think that's like, easy,
2: I'm like That's what it is. Yeah, when you're trying to appeal to everybody,
4: I should never have chosen a film that I could watch with my in-laws. <laughs> like the whole point is like, like I would have like, hey, let's sit down with my in-laws and watch Female Trouble. Like, I'm yeah, like that yeah, there we go. would not work. Now that's a weekend. <laughs> no, that's a weekend. <laughs>
3: So John, what are you giving it for character actions? Makes a big swing. Uh, I'll give it a one. A one. Yeah, I'm also going to give it a one. All right, our next category, witches. How witchy is this movie? <laughs> I thought maybe the showgirls. And also saying which foods will give you a particular dreams has some sort of a witchy element. It's like a spell. You know, mm-hmm. like if you want this to happen, eat right, the, right, right you know. I also I don't like the idea of pre-made sandwiches kept in the refrigerator. Because like those are going to be you know, stale, like or the bread's going to be soggy. Right. It's disgusting. Movie we in a nutshell. These sandwiches. Um,
4: even now, it just felt like such padded dialogue. Whoa! If you want him and you, and then it's like, what about Liverworth? If you dream of Liverworth, I was like, there's no pattern. There's no punchline. There's no point. <laughs> like, I,
3: <laughs> and These are show people. They should on? know better. <laughs> they should have the rhythm I at least. So Stayed involved, yeah, It still? was terrible. a show. <laughs>
4: no. No. Not at all.
3: I would give it a zero. A zero. Yeah, I'll also give it a zero. You know, I'll give it a one for a saying which foods give you which dreams. Giving yeah. it a 0. 0.33, tying it with best in show in which scales. <laughs> All right, next here are Gay actors playing gay roles. Well, I mean, is, uh,
4: We could talk about this, but <laughs> I, it feels like a zero. It feels like you want to be pretty.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's this. no actual gay roles and no one in it. Really has fully come out and said officially I'm gay. So,
4: rumor so, mill aside, yeah, so zero <laughs>
2: feels like a, a zero. zero, yeah,
3: feels like a zero because it is a zero. I'm giving it a zero <laughs> as well, tying it with I Tanya. Great, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, Auntie main. I Tonya got a point three three. <laughs> Very good. All right, care
4: for I Tonya.
3: <laughs> uh, it's a little grotesque at times. I thought
4: that's a good description. I like that. <laughs>
3: Although, they directed Corella doing something, right? Sure. I have not seen Cruella. You know what? You could do worse. All right, so our next it's category. more of a
4: lack of time. More of a
3: lack of time. <laughs> I get it. Do I, You don't need to run out to see Cruella. Uh, <laughs> our next category, themes of mothers. I mean, well, Danny K on the date, he brings up motherhood in like two seconds on their date. Like, Do you like kids? So you want kids. Oh, yeah. Right. I was going to say he does want
2: uh, Bing Crosby to have nine kids so he can have 45 minutes to himself
4: and get a massage what that's what he says he's like maybe i'll that's get true. a massage i'm like what is happening because <laughs> then i was like ah oh, i picked the right movie and then i was like ooh, it gets boring I mean, <laughs> that was still pretty boring i thought ooh, maybe
3: maybe i remembered something <laughs> no, this is a bad
4: movie. i would say i
3: don't think that's a lot of mother i mean i'll give it a one like is there a theme of anything in this movie like what is this movie about ultimately? I
2: mean, it seems to be about honoring the general and that that bond cuz I keep saying like when they're about to go off one of these hairbrains hairbrain schemes it's always like oh it's for an army buddy. So there's something about that, like that sort of connection or that bond. I would honor say it's like the a past, theme of the movie. Like, honor people like, who
3: saved the world in World yeah, War 2. people I you guess. went to war with. So I think that would be a theme of the movie which has zero to do with motherhood. And it comes <laughs> so- up like 30 minutes towards the end.
2: No, they they do it throughout. They sort of keep saying it throughout. I fucking love this show. Well, and
4: that's like why they do this show, because it's for the general.
3: Yeah. Element. Yeah, I'm, but for Themes of Mother, I'll have to go zero. Yeah. I have to go zero. I'm also going to go zero. It's OK, All this right. is bonus, so it's not going to work against it. Quit freaking out, Jackie. It doesn't <laughs> work against it. Our, our next category, pearl clutching. Was anyone morally scandalized? Well, I think the general who doesn't want to celebrate Christmas at the beginning, when he's like, there's no Christmas in war. That's a general... uh, Right. It's sort of a straight metal clutching. Right.
2: I think also, like, even just the guys doing Sisters, I'm sure the people in the audience were like, oh, what is this? They never
3: cut
4: to anyone. Yeah,
3: (laughs) it's inferred. Everyone seems to be having a good time
4: yeah they're like oh yeah i would say zero i mean well mary wicks is a little when she thinks that ben crosby is like turning oh, against yeah. the general sure imagine, point
3: five. imagine <laughs> the time when like people thought like you can't be sad on tv and get sympathy that's terrible right. that was so <laughs> how weird the like, world has changed don't possibly put
2: this on tv how insulting it's like no put it on tv you'll be booked <laughs> for years <Yeah>. I know.
3: <laughs> There'd never be extreme makeover home edition if people still thought like that. <laughs> so zero for pearl clutching Jet? Is that what you or did you say point five? I'm sorry. 0.5. 0.5. Point five. I'll go a full one for pearl clutching. A full one. I don't. I'm going zero. No, I'll go one for the general who hated Christmas. Where's here? Where's his movie?
2: There's right, your fan fiction.
3: An, there's my fan fiction. All right, next category quips. How quippy is White Christmas? There's one. I mean, there's I mean, there's no. (laughs) Mutual, I'm sure. Um,
4: Mutual, I'm sure. is, And it's early enough where you're like, that's it. That's it. Two hours. (laughs) I would give it a zero.
3: What about the general? That sergeant will be a private in the morning. Yeah. Isn't he lucky?
2: There's a few little at one point. I think Vera Allen or I don't know if Vera Ellen said to Rosemary Clooney or vice versa, but someone they're asking for money and said, oh, did you leave it in your snood? Which in case you didn't know, is like a hair piece that you have for long hair that like <laughs> keeps it in like a little basket. Funny. I mean, you know, we're scraping. This is buttermilk yeah, as oh, ever seven. worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the bottom Noel of the Coward stocking. Did not get a, he did not do a pass. Get in this a a he did not
4: do a pass. Oh, Danny Kaye's in this movie?
2: Best. No, no, no. You will not be getting a no Coward. He
4: dequipped it. He decripped <laughs> <De-quipped> it. Dequipped <laughs> it. Put them all out.
3: <laughs> so what do you so I'm going to give it a, I'll give it a one. A one. I'll do one as well. Yeah, I'll give it a one. Pretty rough. Giving it a one. Tying it with, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. All right, now we are into the iconic categories. Okay, so these are more broader, bigger umbrella categories. We're back to zero to a
2: hundred. You'll see.
3: Okay. All right. The first one, homoeroticism. How homoerotic? Okay, there's one thing
2: I noticed at the very beginning, which made me excited for like, maybe there would be more of this throughout the movie. But at the very beginning, after Bing Crosby first sings White Christmas, he then they talk about the general. He says, the old man's moving towards the rear. That's a position he's never taken in his entire life. And I was like,
3: okay,
4: and <laughs>
2: retire and become a bottom. Then. And then that was it. <laughs>
3: wow. That's homoerotic to you? That was what I started with and that's all I got. So it was downhill from there. Yeah. Something yeah, homoerotic like- about entertaining the troops. I mean, just the, I'm going to go entertain the troops. If you know what I mean, sure. Um, but yes,
4: it, yes, I agree. But to me, like the, my disappointment in choosing this movie is like <laughs> you want a movie like like a Top Gun or something where you're like, do they know how gay this? Like there right. is a <laughs> lot of like sexual attention, and it's like. But this is like an old-fashioned view of gay where it's like, they're singing and dancing. Like right. it is, like so yeah. it's gay, but it's not homoerotic. There's nothing, no. Se- there's no, dr- like there's nothing. Everyone's a Ken no doll. Sexual engine. There's yeah. no
3: yeah. uh eroticism, period. Right.
4: No, no, not, there is a fuck-free zone.
3: <laughs> this is a fuck-free zone. It's a fuck-free Though zone. So I did wonder if the four of them, like the two couples, like are they going to like have an orgy at the end of this? No, they just, if they do it, will be tears. No one will enjoy themselves.
4: Well, and like Danny Kaye is comically afraid of kissing. Right. Which is problematic. (laughs) Not that you're supposed to kiss kiss during orgies. It's frowned upon. You're not supposed to kiss during (laughs)
3: orgies. Please read the the handout before you enter. (laughs) And take off your shoes.
4: Yes. See, I always thought it was leave shoes on, no kissing, because you (laughs) want to be able, you don't want to step in anything.
3: You want to have your grip.
4: Yeah, you want to grab.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what do you want to give uh, White Christmas and Homo Eroticism? A one. A one out of a hundred. Yeah. All right, great. Make I'll sense. go three, three. Um, I'll go two and split the difference. All right, our next category: over-the-top wardrobe. I
2: mean, there's I think a ton
4: of you it. You can go a little high on this.
2: I think definitely.
3: That's crazy. That one number when all of a sudden they're in those like oversized bodysuits. Like this is what that people was, look yes. like after the war. Gee, I wish, that wish, I did love. That, that was great. So weird.
2: And literally was over the top of their wardrobe it went on. That's true. That's over the top. I, I also
4: thought, love any Hollywood depiction of this time of like modern dance makes me laugh. Like like, is this what you think it is? Okay, cool.
2: <laughs> all right. Yeah, I mean, Uh, wardrobes are the part of this movie that it's like it got right. It's a part of the movie I have no notes on, really.
4: No notes? Almost no notes. Yeah. yeah. I would have some notes on Rosemary Clooney's day wear. Okay. I think she's a little like she, like, it feels like at the fitting, she kept saying, but I'm from Kentucky. Like, (laughs) you know, like where she
2: just wouldn't
3: go there. Sure. Sure. I also thought it was just that uh, during the I don't know if there's like a dancing thing, but like a lot of times the shoes would match like their s- entire suit. Like Danny Kaye had the same <laughs> color shoes as his like suit. That was uh, a wardrobe choice. It's not a dance. It does not make you a
2: better dancer. I don't know if that was like. A, the, is that just what
3: dancers dance. do? I, but I would think you would <laughs> I want was your shoes
4: elongate you. Uh,
2: it depends on that what you're trying sense. to do. But like the the classic sort of what Michael Jackson, where you have a. a um, a shorter cuff so you could have like the white socks that brings your eye to the to foot pop your face yeah so it sort of goes to there but the, danny k it was uh, actual something that i read in the uh, imdb trivia where that was a a choice where like his his shoes and socks and outfit always was the same tone i don't know what that tells us costume wise story wise but that was i like, thought it was I weird to do.
4: well if he's not a dancer it keeps your eye away from the
3: foot that's so true. look at this
4: <laughs> look at his face i am just i'm just i'm just
3: guessing <laughs> sure sure so what do you want to give this for over-the-top wardrobe? I
4: would give it an 85.
3: 85. I'm going to give it a 95. I think the wardrobe is great. 95. Yeah. Wardrobe's fun. It's almost as good as the dancing. And the dancing's OK. So I'll give it a mm-hmm. 77. OK. Giving it an 85.67. All right, now we're into the last one in the iconic category, <laughs> Camp Factor. How campy is White Christmas?
2: I mean, they sing a song about snow.
4: Yeah, I wish it were campier. I yeah. feel like camp, I mean, this is whatever. We <laughs> could debate this all. I just wish it were a little.
3: I like, wish it, it was little- funnier. I wish the songs were better. Yeah. Crazier. I wish that there was romantic. some emotion at all <laughs> in the movie. Yes. I'm more mana. yes. I think if
4: everyone, like, to me, Vera Allen should be. The starting point. Name in the movie. The yeah. starting point. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, I think this so is sort I of like the Bing Crosby low. effect
2: that sort of kept it lower.
3: I would give it a forty. A forty. A 40, Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. Although that they do sing a really long song about snow, so I'm going to go fifty.
3: Fifty. Actually, you know right. what? I'm going
2: to go higher because a lot of the wardrobe is kind of like really campy and fun. So I'm
3: going to go sixty-five. Sixty-five. Uh, I got a quick list of campy things I noticed. Here we go. Christmas movies themselves. Fake fake painted backdrops in front of other fake painted backdrops, which are intended to be real. Not waiting two minutes to try out the titular song, singing troops, sincerely using the word boffo, bickering in a dressing room, (laughs) stalling an angry landlord, wanting to wash your hands and face and hair with snow, putting on a show to save your generals in? Rehearsing a number called choreography has got to be confusing. A surprising (laughs) amount of people staring into the camera, a cake decorated with a tank, bored-looking child. Actors, and finally forcing an audience to sing along. That's a good move. Hey, I'll give it a 35. <laughs> give it a 46.67.
4: I, I love that list. It's so long. And then you're like, I'll give it a two.
3: <laughs> I've seen camp here <laughs> as I put out a cigarette. All right, now we are into the crown jewel. So these categories, we, all, we don't rate them. We all agree it either gets it or it doesn't. Okay. So the first one, a 15% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Zero.
2: No, I don't think it gets it.
3: No way. Get out of here. All right, finally, negative 50% of all the points, if this is the movie Boat Trip, this is not the movie Boat Trip, so it will not
2: lose yeah. 50% of its points
4: last well, mm-hmm. time we checked. It is not Check. Boat Trip.
2: All right, that's it, we're done. Jackie, we did it, we've reached the end. So now do you still think slash hope we got 69%? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
4: I don't think we did though, I don't think we did.
3: <laughs> all right, all right, I will tell you. I,
4: I, but I will ask you, so I wanna know this score and then I want you to tell me if any movie got 69.
3: All right, I was, one thing at a time. Okay, yes, but I will. Okay, so out of a total possible 2,162.08 points, White Christmas has scored 1,207.75, giving it a percentage of 55.86, making it the 61st gayest movie. Not as gay as Gremlins, but gayer than Beetlejuice. So there you go. All right. And I feel right. about right. It's gayer than Beetlejuice. It's scarier than Beetle, but Ga- Beetlejuice. A is more choreography, off. a weirder scale. Yeah, too.
4: Chore- the the dance- Without dancing, this
3: would yeah. not be a movie.
4: It would be nothing. Be nothing. It would be nothing. nothing.
3: <laughs> would be nothing. Uh, you want to know what movie scored sixty-nine point zero one percent? I would love to. Cruising. Appropriate that. Delights
4: me. That (laughs) just absolutely delights me. That is so great.
3: (laughs) At the very least, we're doing, we got that right. Just a little bit more than (laughs) that.
4: Truly. Oh my gosh. You guys are doing God's work.
3: (laughs) That's what I've been telling my mother, but she still doesn't know what a podcast is. And she was on one. (laughs) She was. Well, Jackie, what a delight. So much fun. Thanks for bringing in this movie that even you don't like.
4: (laughs) Hey, I am sorry about that. I That's really all right. It like, I've seen worse. Is...
3: Oh God, yeah, I definitely seen worse. Uh, is there anything you like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? Oh no, thank you. Though. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Recoiling at the idea. No,
4: no, 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 no,
3: That's no. That's not for you. I'm just a mom. You're just a mom. <laughs> I'm just a mom. Take care of those kids. <laughs> Take care of those kids. Just no, thank them. you for
4: having me. This was delightful. I do wish I brought you a better movie. I apologize for that.
3: Well, you can have a <laughs> triumphant great. return if you want to, if you need, yeah. like, a re- if we could do it, start a sort dra- of a redemption arc for you.
2: There we
4: go.
3: Okay, right. It begins okay. here.
4: <laughs> yeah, this is a bad movie. It's a bad. That's the thing is, I guess it's like, but I, I. I I hate the movie, and then they dance, and I'm like, oh, maybe I like this movie, you know? Right. I yeah. really do like a lot of the dancing. You got to get through a, do a do lot of like,
3: lo- liver, worse and buttermilk to get through the dancing. It's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Well, I appreciate you guys being patient with me. <laughs> no, you were <laughs> a good. true delight. Thank you so much. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens, TWO Old Queens. Follow me on Letterboxd, where I maintain the current movie rankings. Yeah. So
2: you can email us at two old Queens, T W O at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought, what we got wrong. Do we mess something up? Do you have any thoughts of what we could do for a potential to be a musical? If we want to change that for things that are actual musicals, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We also have merch. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to T public and search for tool Queens. There's a lot of fun stuff you can buy there for yourself and your friends. And a portion of all the proceeds go to the okra project. So you're not just uh, buying merch or helping people out. And finally, if you want to support this podcast, we have a Patreon as well. Tool Queens, the retirement plan where we do another episode every week, lots of fun projects and movie stuff and yeah, all that great stuff.
3: And that's, so that's it. We'll see you next time. We don't know what the movie is, but you know, we'll post about it. You're going to love it. It'll, it's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Yeah. And may all your
2: Christmases. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen, artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Arche and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right.
0: D-E-R-M dot com.